the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided our world has become? We desperately need stories of peace and healing. We find the bridge builders across the globe who are stepping into the divides of culture and bringing understanding, compassion, and reconciliation. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Sanborn and Lisa Jernigan. And hello again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counterculture. I am Jonathan. That must mean I'm Lisa. You are? I am. Looking across the, the studio, I can see you. So you're definitely Lisa. I know. The voice gives it away. The voice gives it away. <laughs> <laughs> you got to laugh the smokes. I'm just saying. I know. No, I'm just kidding. Right. She's, I just kid her. Kid her. No. But so glad. This is our final end of the year edition. Of, That's can you crazy that? when you think it? about that. The end of a year. End of a year. 22. Yeah. What happened this year? What did happen? So uh, before we get into all that, I want to say, I want to ask you, mm-hmm. what was your favorite New Year's Eve? Oh, my goodness. Is that a hard one? That's a hard question. It's kind of, but you know what? I'm going to be really boring because my okay. favorite one is when you're just with family. Really? Yeah. And and just, and even some friends. We've had some, we, we've had all kinds because years ago we did youth ministry. Oh, yeah. And we would do these colossal with, you know, right. with, you know, 200 of our closest Sure. Friends, right? And those were always fun. Right. I mean, just celebrating together and just ringing in a new year, waiting for midnight, waiting for all yeah. of that. It was always fun, sure. the anticipation. But then, you know, then you get to a season where it's like, it's just kind of nice to breathe. Yeah. After the craziness and just be with people right. that you love to be with and not have to go out and drive and go somewhere and do that. So I like both. Yeah. But I, I can think see that. right yeah. now, I think I love the, the little calmness. I would guess too, like, in. In church work, especially you know a large a large church, we have a lot of people, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of activity, a lot going on, just by nature of church. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in family and everything, and so I can imagine just some breathing time right. would be a big deal and reflection. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you kind of you get in that thing, and you're like, who do I want to be going right. forward? Who was I this year? What, sure. what, you know, you start just kind of taking a, an assessment of your of the last year in your life. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What what well, is what's what's I've done out? some really I can cool only stuff. imagine. I can only imagine. I've done some cool stuff. I'm sure you have. But one of the fa- my favorite see so my wife's and I our anniversary is December 30th. Wow. So we usually try to f- the find something where we have both we can do something fun together for New Year's Eve. And I've done some So one of our coolest ones was our 5th anniversary went to we dropped we took our kids to relatives in North Carolina when we were, we were staying and then went up to New York City for a few days. And so we got to a hotel and I didn't realize I, when I booked it that it's right next to Times Square Center. Oh I, I didn't – it wasn't – it didn't have the same amount of information back then. But it was right there and it was actually within the security perimeter. Seriously. So we actually got to be a part 
of the Times Square in New Year's Eve celebration. So all the festivities. All the festivities. the 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 ball. Sinatra. You know. First, second of the, you get to kiss your wife on your, you know, on, on you know, on the first beginning of the year. So, just a, was a one of those lifelong, you know, bucket list kind of experiences. Okay, that's that's it was, amazing. It was really cool, and it was it all kind of accident, you know, because we really shouldn't have been. I mean, that people pay a big money to be in that party, but it just so happened the way our hotel was located, we were inside this. Don't perimeter. you love when things happen yeah. like that? Yeah, and you're like all of a sudden. This amazing experience and memory, yeah. and you didn't really plan it out that way. No, yeah, I know. And we're, you know, happens. we don't have that much. I mean, it was like, and we're eating, like, for dinner, we we're just, wasn't thinking we'd get, get near there. And we're just eating pizza on the curb, New York slices of pizza, and that was it. And we thought, well, this is, this is still kind of fun. But then the way it worked out for us to get in there, and, you know, just, it was amazing. So, yeah, that was, that was the highlight. So, now this year, what was the highlight of 2022 for you? Like something that you really, oh my gosh, celebrate. you know what? There are so many things really to celebrate. There were so many new things yeah. that I really love. I love new. Yeah, I love, I love holding on to things that have been, but then how do we take that further? And what are what are some new things to create? New new partnerships, new collaborations. You and me. Yeah, there we go. This. That's one of mine. Yeah, that's I've yeah. definitely been a highlight. Where yeah. I just love this coming in and being able to to do what we get to do. Right. right. Um, and talk peacemaking and do all yeah. that and hard for our community. Um, got to travel again. That was a yes. highlight because I've been able yeah, to travel globally, for, you know. which is just wow. so powerful to me. So, like, uh, you know, went went to Kenya, Nairobi, um, and got to meet the most amazing people who are doing mm. work. Going had a little safari, went out into with the Maasai people, went wow. into some of the slums, and just. Literally touch people and touch poverty in ways right. I'd never have. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we talk about getting disrupted. It's mm-hmm. like it was one of those experiences and the conversations with people I'll never forget. And you kind of bring that back home with you to go, oh, I, I want to do more. Yeah. Right? right. I want to do more for the kingdom. I want to see the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I want to see the people. One of my so, favorite expressions is ruined for the ordinary. Yes. Isn't that That's great? That's exactly right. That sounds like what happened to you. Oh, for sure. So, how about you? Did you did you get to you traveled a little bit? No, I mean, look, I mean around the country, a few different conferences and things like that. Some yeah. some nice stuff and I definitely definitely much better than it was. I mean, the pandemic era was was for for someone who likes new and to travel and do things it was a it's nice to get out again. Right. And right. visit and see things and make, you know, things happen. I think a highlight for me was um I received an honor from Governor Ducey and the Child Safety Council because as my work with Care Portal was concluding, they gave me an award of because Care Portal had served 10,000 children. Wow. Or Well, I should say churches in Arizona have had served 10,000 children using Care Portal, and they g- gave me this incredible honor, and I w- was like blown away. Like it just – it was just like that was just – a, a moment. A mo- it was really a moment that you would be you know, celebrated in your state by the – leadership and uh so that that was a big deal for me you know I mean, you know what i love about that is you're closing a chapter and yeah. you're getting honored in that yeah how many people leave something that they've done and get honored at the same yeah, time yeah no right? it doesn't usually happen it doesn't no. happen so i that's yeah. beautiful so i was very very thankful for that but so yeah i think overall some really cool things happened as well um so for but now looking forward you know cuz we're both I guess we would say futurists, right? Mm-hmm. Like we like to think about what could be and new change and fu- the future. Uh, what excites you about the next year? What are you? What are you? What are you 
like burnt and it, it really just grabs it wakes, you. And what's going to wake me up what's in the morning? What's going to wake you up in the morning? Ah, uh, that's a good question because I, I, I'm really excited about the new year mm-hmm. and all the possibilities because I live, everything's a possibility to me, yeah. you know, or an opportunity. That's how I see life. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything can connect to something. And so um, even with my work with Amplify Peace and even with my work with Global and Local, um, ministries at Central, but I think this peacemaking part in my heart um, yeah. with so with Amplify Peace, we're actually we've been working for a while. We're going to be collaborating with other nonprofits that are in this space of mm, polarization good. division. Yeah, and so I'm really excited to see what God can do with that. Mm. And how do we even resource the local church? How do we start thinking differently about? Mm-hmm. Our communities, how do we see them differently? And so the possibilities of that and and doing more trainings and taking people on what we call immersive encounters, you know, take them into Mm. places to hear stories because it's about storytelling. Hear stories um, and and learn and take people on a a learning journey. But then also, how do we all live differently and have impact? Mm. Um, So it's really about impact, you know, so we're trying to really look at. And so we've been um, spending time behind the scenes just really trying to kind of lay things out and go, where are we intentionally going to go? And what could mm. that look like? And then you leave wriggle, wiggle room for God sure. to, to go, okay, here, here's this. Close I have that door. Thing. Right, yeah. right. So I think that's exciting because we definitely on a journey and you're starting to see things like the kind of getting to the tipping point and, and getting more people starting to see this vision mm-hmm. and going, we need this. Yeah. We need this in our community. So that's really exciting to me right now. And I always say, you know, I just always thank God for the work I get to do mm-hmm. and the people I get to meet and what I get to learn. And mm-hmm. I never want to stop learning. Right. And so, you know, I work with my, you know, my closest friends in doing yeah. this stuff. And the community that we're building, even among volunteers to do this work, is really important. So, mm-hmm. yeah. How about you? I know you have new things as you close some chapters, some some yeah. exciting things on the horizon. So, and So what are you looking forward all to? Con- you know. I'm excited. This is going to be a pretty, pretty awesome year. Mm. Yeah, and um, I, I think there's just so many things lining up, coming, converging around this next year that I'm really, really excited about. Um, so someone said that you know the, the the buzzword a few years ago was pivot, the beginning of the pandemic, and then there was a sense of like survival, the in last year or so, just like th- you know getting through it and surviving. And I think now to me the for it, it's collaboration. Mm-hmm. Like we we have to do things together or we're just never going to get anything done. Absolutely. I still feel like right now we're trying to be a baseball team, but everyone has their own coach and everyone decides what they want position they want to play and everyone does their own thing, you know, and we expect to win games, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it's not going to work. You know, if everyone, there needs to be a unified sense of team and togetherness uh, at a whole new level. And, and so I don't think I've shared this much with the listeners and, uh, but I, you know, I joined a new organization to help build collaboration among nonprofits. And they've worked extensively with uh, the Bible translation organizations to build an incredible collaboration of most of the major organizations now actually work together. They, they share resources and they, they plan strategically so they're not duplicating. And um, it's called Mission Mutual. And the, the Bible translation organization is called Every Tribe, Every Nation. Mm. They all have one goal to get, that every tribe, every nation needs the word of God. Right. So inst- and let, we, let's do whatever we can to make that happen. And I'm like, why? And it's hard. Believe it or not, it's actually really hard for organizations to work together. It's really hard for churches to work together. Absolutely. And it's hard for businesses to work together. But some, oftentimes the profit motive 
can be so high. They actually figure they do figure it out. Like let's you know <laughs> we we're gonna get let's get all the dairy organizations together to form the National Dairy Council. You know, right. so we can advocate for dairy. You know, whatever it is. You know, but in the same sense, I think with whether it's homelessness or foster care or even in you know potentially even peacemaking, how do we really build organizations together to get things done? And that is a key thing, what you're saying, because we're so used to doing it by ourselves. Yeah. And I think we also, as nonprofits or even churches, there's a scarcity mindset mm-hmm. that we're all going after the dollars, right? right. If I don't do that, I'm not going to get, it's not going to be enough. Yeah. And we have this mentality, it's not enough. Right. And really there is for everyone. Yeah. Um, and so how do we bring what what we're good at to the table and mm-hmm. and collaborate with somebody that brings this piece and somebody right. brings this piece so that we're holistically um, going after solutions together, yeah. right? How do we start changing mindsets? Mm-hmm. How do we start changing cultures? But you can't do it by yourself. And and it really is hard because it's a mindset shift. It is a mindset. Like said, right? So not, so not only do I agree with you in the, 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 that your theology – I mean you're, you're thinking accurately because that's, that's God is a, is a generous and abundant God. And we shouldn't be in this, live in this sense of scarcity. But it usually involves relinquishing of some control. And and sharing and relying on others in ways that maybe you're not used to. Mm-hmm. So in the case of the Bible translation organizations, there's eleven of them, huge huge budgets, and they're all but they've all been raising money for a long time, and, and they had to share their donor lists with the with the every tribe, every nation, and so wow. everyone's like, could you? Ma-? That's like their lifeline is their oh, donor right. list. But what ended up happening is that. Not only did every – after they raised this amount of money, and they've raised hundreds of millions of dollars for the every tribe, every nation, on top of all their own individual operating budgets. Wow. So not – and not one of the organizations reduced their own operating budget. They all, there was like all this extra money as the result of collaboration. But that never would have happened if they weren't generous – uh, and open about how they view the big, uh, their own donors and things like that. That is such a great point because I do think it goes back to that mindset. Yeah. And I, I, I love what you said that they actually were better off yeah. by sharing that and um, and by coming together mm-hmm. and re- actually enhanced everything. Yeah. We need to hear those stories. Yeah. Because we so many times hear these stories with nonprofits, each one trying to grab for yeah. the, you know, keep it to themselves and kind of, it's this mindset of bringing it in, right? right? Instead of opening our arms and, and letting it out. Yeah. Um, and that's hard. It's easy for me to even say that because I have to practice that too. Right. In the work, you know, we're doing. But um, I love that because we need to hear those stories of people doing that. We do. And the examples of collaborations and partnerships that are thriving and are making a difference. Making it, yeah. Yeah, because that's what we're going for at the end of the Absolutely. day. Is are we making a difference? Are we making are we helping people to become better? Are mm. we helping our communities to be better? Are we enhancing the kingdom? Yes, right. That is our end goal, not building up our own little kingdoms. And, and we forget that it's so important. And I and I and I I should really qualify that when I say this all this money was raised. That isn't just that isn't just money. That money became more people who could translate the bible that's actually the word of god now in new places of the and among people who never would have gotten it if people hadn't worked together right and so i you know i've seen videos of people who are weeping cuz like i finally have 
I know what God wants from me. Mm. There's no ministry or church without the Word of God, right? right? We right. all know that, but somehow, I don't know. I I just realized that it's so critical for all aspects of all these other ministries. Um, so that's why I think it's so exciting that they've taken the lead in working in collaboration. And so that brings us to like, what would it look like for any of us, whether it's an individual or it's in the with church or organization, whatever you're you're a part of as a listener, what would it look like for you to be involved in a, a new level of collaboration? Mm-hmm. Well, I think first first of all, I think for all of us, it's like even looking at our own ego and and realizing where ego comes into play, yeah. right? And being able to release that to go, we really will be better together. Yeah. Right. I mean, it yeah. starts with basically that, and. Also acknowledging that God is a, a collaborative God. He brings right. us in and he works with, right? And so he doesn't work solo. He works with. He works with, yeah. And so how do we have that mindset as we approach life and people in our work? Like mm-hmm. how do we work with, not against. Against, right. Not you do that, I do this, but the withness of each other, mm-hmm. I think. And who can we maybe even start thinking about who do, who can we intentionally surround ourselves with, right. collaborate with, invite in to mm-hmm. go, I love what you're doing. I love how you think. Let's let's do something together. If God's leading you into doing something, um, he doesn't – very likely he doesn't want you to do it alone. Right. And there's and I've found it for me that I'm, I, I'm never the total package. I always need other people to help me because I have weaknesses and – things I don't see, and just lack of capacity to do things without help. Mm. And so I think whenever I feel God prompted me to do something, I have to the, the first question I ask is that who God do you want me to do it with? Mm-hmm. Like who who can be my partner or partners so if we're gonna ever get something done. So I would curious and if I don't know if you have that thought at all. Oh for sure. And you have to think about we all have our own limitations mm-hmm. and being able to be realistic. Like I can be really good at this, but not so much at this. So right. who do I need to bring in that's really good at this right. to complete to complete us and complete the work? Yeah. And just start thinking about that. Instead of I have to do it all, I don't have to do it all. What am I wired to do that really lights me up, that God has gifted me with? But who do I need to bring in with me, mm. right? Or who can I join? And let them – and then together celebrate the victories. Yes. Right? Because it's a togetherness of celebrating the work we are doing together. So I think that's just really important. Like, how do we have that mindset? We, we've been living kind of through a pandemic a few years of sure. division is a word we use a lot, polarization. But what if we stop using those words and mm-hmm. it's it's together, it's witness, it's collaboration, it's community. Mm-hmm. And we started languaging into being how our yeah. behavior will be. Yeah. I think that that mindset starts the whole process of, mm-hmm. of how we language and knowing that out of necessity and ultimately knowing that God wants us to do things together. He sends his disciples out two by two. They, they Even then they wouldn't enter a village without knowing there was a man of peace and someone, there's some connection with the local community mm-hmm. there. So knowing God is paving the way for doing things, but it's, it is best, always best when we're doing it in collaboration. And I would also say even to churches, Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, everyone. Every church has their own three, you know, three point mission statement, and 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 that doesn't have to change. But I wondered about like this: if the vision is big enough that it could never be accomplished unless other churches help to do it, right? 
So if you're, yeah, I hope, you know, we're going to reach the valley or going to do this for the city or we're going to do this for whatever. How could we, what if it was designed or that the vision was lining up with the sense of God's collaboration, that it fit in, that it had to, other churches had to do something as well. And we agreed to that. And we create space for that. Yeah. Create space. Yeah. And time. Yep. And besides, a collaboration is much more fun. You know, I found that when I do it by myself, when I'm alone by myself. Yeah. I'm kind of boring, you know. <laughs> no, you're somebody else. I would. You I'm know, rolling I, my eyes. I have so much more fun. Yeah, well, that's true. It is. Yeah, it's more fun, and you it have is. to have that element of enjoyment, enjoy. Yeah. In the work you're doing. Yeah. And so that factor. So who brings you joy mm-hmm. that you work with, that you co- can collaborate with, that has mm-hmm. that that same sense of purpose, but the same sense of culture to create as we do it, mm-hmm. and that's important. And really, it's. Get, I'm going to get a little theological here, but it's it's sanctification. The, the, Use a big word. I know. <laughs> Sanctify. <laughs> yeah. So it is it is a holy process that when we really get like get into work with others, whether it's another denomination or it's another person who maybe has a little bit different slant, but yet the same goal. When you get into that, you're going to have to learn to die to yourself. You're going to have to learn graciousness, learn even forgiveness. How to ask, you know, there's a, and learn to, you know, yield and, and, you know, so I feel like there's a lot of holiness and that's developed when we work in partnership that would never happen if we had to just rely on ourselves and trust the Lord without anybody else. Absolutely. And so I, I think a good question even to ask as we go into a year, who do I want to become? Yeah. Hmm. Who do I want to become? Am I going to be that collaborator? Am yeah. I going to be that person that's going to kind of take inventory of my own life and go, mm, where do I have ego? Where do yeah. I have, you know, it's just kind of, where am I holding on to something that's not healthy that I need mm. to release? And what do I need to maybe rethink about mm. and be a learner of my own self and how, how God sees me and, and uh, who he wants me to become? And I think that that's can take you on a journey, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was at a party for just some work friends, or not work friends, but just some people I know. And they and some this person was introducing me. This is Jonathan, and he's a global philanthropist. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't think that describes me now, but it's, it is who I want to become. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I sure like that title. Language into being. Man, that's a keeper. That's a great title. Isn't it global philanthropist? Go get business cards right now. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't add the word billionaire or even millionaire, but more of a thousandaire global philanthropist. Right, that, that, that's a good one. That's a keeper. So? Yes, because yeah. it says it all. Do you have a sense to the way? Oh, an area way, like gr- personal growth for you. Um, like who who do you want to become more? Yeah, I want to become um, more generous. Yeah. Um, even uh, holistically. Yeah. Right, and um. But I also want to take time to be fully present mm. a little more too, like to myself and to other people and to even the work I'm doing because it's mm. so easy to get distracted yeah. and get off on a different time. But I want to really be, what does it look like to intentionally be present and present with God more? Yeah. What does that look like to really be in his presence? And that's hard for me. It is hard. Because I come yeah. in with my mind's all over mm-hmm. the place and things I should be doing and I want to do. And mm-hmm. But to be fully present, I think, is um, is a challenge for me mm. that I really want to become more present. How about you? Ooh, I, would, I, I would affirm that. And even I, I did sort of joke about being the philanthropist, but I guess there's a sense of that I, as I would love the idea of being a super generous person. But I can't wait 
until I get lots of money to do that. Like that doesn't wait. It's like you don't wait until someday you get sure. a lot of money. You you God gives that to people who are already practicing with and faithful with what they're using. So so I just generosity starts like now. Like it you know, totally does. and don't just I don't just want to get to abundance first. Like it's no, it starts now and because it'll never be, be enough. Yeah, there'll never be enough. You, there's something it's else like I just need up. a little bit more before I do. And yeah, then a little bit more. Yeah, but it starts today and it starts right now. And yeah, with resources, with time, all of that, you're giving of yourselves. That's yeah. being generous. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope this has been a fruitful conversation. I mean, I've lo- always loved talking with you, but as for for our listeners. Just thinking about who 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 are we supposed to be and what does what does God want us to do, and who are we going to be doing it with yeah. <laughs> to accomplish big things in twenty twenty three? Well, that sounds that sounds so far ahead, but it's just coming. I mean, it's right it's here. right here. It's here. Yeah, well, so good. Well, we've thank you for tuning in this whole year and listening to our crazy little show. We've just been very blessed to have so many amazing listeners and the feedback and the great guests that we've met. And I've just again got. God has brought Lisa into my life and just made the show better with the two of us together, not just me solo. There we go, together. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in to Counterculture and exciting what's, what God has ahead in 2023. Absolutely. Let's do it together. Okay, take care. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Amplify Peace, educating, immersing, training, and launching peacemakers to build united communities. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.